0: I would always have a hard time adjusting to a school or something. Um, I would get bullied a lot. I mean, unfortunately, it it happened, Um, and you know, as as a result of that, I would I would be cautious.
1: On this episode of Kavah, we explored the reality of bullying and the impact it has. We visit with Adam Wallace, who shares his story about overcoming the wounds of bullying that stemmed from growing up with scarring on his face and a fluency disorder. According to the American Speech-Language Hearing Association, stuttering, the most common fluency disorder, is an interruption in the flow of speaking characterized by repetitions, sound syllables, words, phrases, sound prolongations, blocks, interjections, and revisions, Which may affect the rate and rhythm of speech.
0: I was burned on December nineteenth, nineteen seventy six. Okay. By Hot Grease.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, of course, I, I was too young to remember any of it. Right. Because um, I was a year and a half. But I had wandered into the kitchen. My mom had, you know, popped me on the bottom, took me into the living area, told the others to keep an eye on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, toddlers are toddlers, you right. know. And I had wandered in, back in the kitchen. and My mom had just set a, s- a skillet back on the counter. Uh-huh. And I pulled out the drawers okay. and climbed up and reach for something and I found that skillet. Oh wow, And
1: that's traumatic.
0: And um, according to what my mom said, it burned the shirt completely on me.
1: Oh wow.
0: Um, I was taken, I think to my parents' car and then the policeman had, had, had stopped, well, had stopped the car and my First dad had to, had to stop and said, hey, he needs help. Could you escort us? Okay. Um, took us to the hospital in McKinney and then care flighted to wow. Parkland. Oh, wow, to burn you. Yes. And um, a couple of years after that, um, my, my grandmother had wrote an article to the Dallas Times Herald. Mm-hmm. It was an Action Line article. And about how she was a healthy issue on her own, because she had cancer. And she needed help for me, and my brother, and my mom. And um, the acting line actually picked the, the information up in the story. Um, and they were able to get me set up. And I was under the care of Dr. Kenneth Salyer, who was one of the world's oh. renowned Plastic Oh,
1: that's awesome.
0: And I was under his care for probably 10 to 12 years until I got older, and then I was under another doctor.
1: Okay.
0: You know. That's and awesome. And I would probably have two to three surgeries a year.
1: Uh, do you remember that?
0: I remember a lot of the surgeries, yes. You do? Yes, ma'am, okay. I do, yes. yes. Was, that,
1: was that good or bad? <laughs> or, uh, or nothing?
0: <laughs> after a while, it became almost average. Okay. You know, it, it became... Normal, you know. I I knew, hey, you know. As soon as I was healed in one area, I had to go in and and have something else done. Wow. Um. There are a couple of memories that stick out, though. Mm -hmm. Um, One is a boy named Jamie, Mm -hmm. who I'm not sure exactly what was wrong, but he was also in my room, and this was at Children's Mm -hmm. in Dallas, which awesome. Yes. Love the playroom. Love the whole place. Yes. Yes. And. He was unable to eat anything for like days and days and days. And I would have, you know, I I could have food and stuff and he would just be, you know, and my mom and his mom um, met each other and and developed a bond, Uh you know, and you know, I I often wonder about him. Yeah. You know, and, and the other memory I have is one of the Delta airplanes had crashed Yes. In like eighty five, eighty six. Yes. And my hospital room was right above the helipad at that time and they had brought a bunch of the the I know died the victims. Who died on that. And it was, you know, you know, hearing on the news, seeing it on the news, you know, and, and I was probably eight, nine, maybe, wow. you know. And it was just, you know, something's really sticking out in your mind that, you know, there are worse things. Right. You know, and always couch your blessings. Right.
1: Wow. All right. So you had a lot of surgeries and you have scarring from that. So that was something that children targeted as far as that some, being something different from other children. And how did that affect you?
0: I was always very hesitant to be around people especially kids who I know would would be in groups mm. and bullying call names oftentimes I would have a neck brace on okay um, and as a as a kid probably up until I was probably nine or ten I I had a huge bump on my neck here um, it's it's has got a lot smaller but it was probably three four inches out okay and I mean you know I know kids will be kids you know and you know it's fun to play around horse around and call names and all that, you know. After a while, I started ignoring a bunch of it, but as I got later later into school and, you know, hormones change, the body's changed and all that, you know, it starts to hurt more and more, right. especially as you get older.
1: The National Center for Education Statistics Bureau of Justice and CDC found that in 2017, one out of every five students experienced bullying between ages 12 and 18. One out of every five. And for Adam, it was a lot worse than usual. So, Farmersville, you didn't have that experience of of someone nurturing and. Um,
0: not, in- not from sixth grade to eighth grade though. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so that left you pretty depleted as far as confidence. I would yes, imagine. Yes. Absolutely. So that time period that led you to to stop going to school. What was your day like
0: then? In school, or yeah,
1: in like from the time you got up to the time you went to bed? Did you wake up just with a dread?
0: I did. Okay. I-, I woke up and and I'm sure I was not the nicest person. Mm. Um what a school. I made okay grades, mm-hmm. you know. Um I, I didn't associate myself with many. Um at that time it was it was it was already embedded in my mind that, you know, this this is not a good situation. Okay. Um also an area is my speech. Okay. Um I've heard that the problems that you have, is not because of burns and all that, you know, if uh-huh. but I can't help but think that that's part of it. Okay. Um, I've been in speech therapy for most of my elementary okay. and middle school, middle school and high school life. Okay. At times, especially there in Princeton and the high school right. area, we would have read-alouds. And back then, you knew when you were getting your turn, you know, oh, it, it went wow. up, up and down, up and down rows.
1: And you're just you know, stressing.
0: I, I am stressing. I am thinking, you know, oh, oh, my goodness, you know. And I believe I've always been smart and right. go get her and all that. But when it's, it was my turn, some, I, I would try sometimes at the very beginning to, to get that air out. And it just wasn't coming And when it did boom, it would be a severe stutter or something right. to that effect in which one or two picks that right. up and they're right. going to run, you know. Right. And you know, that, that was another wow. effect of where, you know, this is not helping me.
1: So they did that in school, like regardless, there was not an accommodation or anything saying he doesn't have to participate in that. Adam ultimately made the decision to drop out of high school and find a different environment.
0: We moved back to Princeton, and uh, I had enrolled in high school there in ninth grade, I believe. Mm-hmm. And in my 10th grade year, almost halfway through, I, I dropped down of school because I was bullied, and it, it, it became too much of where... Every day I went to school. I I hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never mentioned this to anybody, but I, I contemplated suicide at at one point. Um, and my mom, bless her heart, she uh, she supported me, did approve of what was going on, wanted me to to stay in school, mm-hmm. but she understood. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a couple of years where I had, and I was probably. 17, 18, Mm -hmm. and I had a couple of odd end jobs Mm -hmm. at Kroger's, um, at a convenience store as well. And um, then we moved back to Farmersville, and that's where I I guess I was truly blessed because I was able to get another Mm -hmm. outlook on life. Um, I was 20, and I've always been one where, you know, I, I want to do my very best. You know, sometimes it's it's not good enough and I understand that. But I, I wanted to be more. Um, okay. and so I talked to the principal and the counselor and I believe one or two other people as well, mm-hmm. was able to re enroll in high school in wow. Farnsville. Wow. Today that wouldn't be possible. I mean Wow. It, it, it just wouldn't. I I, I was blessed. Wow. And the first day of school, I walked in and the first class of the day, I was like, you know, I was looking around the room and I had maybe brothers and sisters of oldest that that I was friends with, you right. know, and, you know, some of them knew of me, you know, but, I, but it was still like, oh, you know, what did I get myself into? Um, you know, but. Because the age I was, I was not able to participate in athletics. Right. And um, I became very active in the athletic injuries and training. Okay. And I, I was, gosh, I was helping football. I was helping girls softball, basketball. I was filming everything. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I was gone probably every night of the week that, yeah. you know, possible. And my mom would always have me a plate of food either on top <laughs> of the oven or in the oven. And uh, then in my senior year, uh, I only had to have half the credits because of what I had already done in previous years. And so at at about 11.45, I I was done for the day. Yeah. And so I would go over. And at that time, the athletic training coach had moved to the elementary to be their PE coach, elementary. Oh, okay. So I would go over and help him.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And uh, it, it was... It was wonderful. Um, I was also able to get my speech therapy in as well because oh, she was there. right outside of the gym area. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it worked well. Wow. And uh, it was it, it was wonderful experience.
1: This time around, Adam was surrounded with a support system that cheered him on. He had every reason to give up on education. Years had passed since he'd left high school. He was 20 years old when he re-enrolled. But instead of looking at the obstacles, he focused on his vision for the future.
0: You know, and um, was blessed not one time during the time that I re-enrolled from 95 to 98. I hear one student criticize, um, say anything negative about me. Wow. They, they were very supportive and many of them are still. Wow. So, and
1: I, so what do you think the difference was?
0: I, I I don't really know. I mean, I I wish I could say it was maturity uh-huh. on their end and my end. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was just being in a right opportunity, right, with the right people, mm-hmm. and a, a a ultimate support system in place. Yes, that the. help me and and others. I know in my sociology class in my junior year, um, had, had a coach, coach Lancaster, what's his name? And, um, he required everybody to do a presentation. Uh And I, I I had this wonderful speech teacher who was near my age because of the age I was when I returned back to school. And, uh, You know, it it was already arted in, you know, that I did not have to do anything oral. Well, you know, he, he challenged me. He said, you know what? I know you don't have to. Mm -hmm. I know you probably don't want to, but, but I would like for you to do that. And at that time, I I believe it was the whole OJ Simpson domestic violence issue. And I wrote out a two or three page speech and went out in the hallway and I, I, I was going over all my notes and stuff, and apparently he had talked to the kids right before that and said, "Hey, you know," and most of them already knew me because of my involvement in the girls and boys' athletics okay. and training on the injuries. Oh, okay. Uh, but at the you know same point, I was you know I, I was in the hall, I was nervous, and he you know, oh, right? And I came back in, and it wasn't perfect, but it was one of those moments where you know what, I. I did better than I thought. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. always thankful for him That's for the awesome. opportunity that, hey, you know what? You don't have to, mm-hmm. but I know you can.
1: Wow. That's awesome. He pushed you. Yes, ma'am. Just the right amount. Wow. I think you are so amazingly brave to even take the step to do that, to go back like was, so many people would not have done that but it it shows such tenacity and courage and strength for you to do that that is amazing it really is
0: yeah, yeah. i remember the graduation date it was the day before my let's see what, 23rd birthday okay so it was may 29 1998 and uh, it, I walked into the stadium, and I, I was there early. I'm, I'm, I'm an early. <laughs> I, 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 I get to places early. And I walked in, and I sat in our bleachers, and I just looked. Right. I, I probably spent 15, 20 minutes, you know. And then I went, you know, I was a little more curious, and I just went up on, this, on the risers, you uh-huh. know, and, and just, just took it all in.
1: Yes. So you graduated in 98. Yes ma'am. And so what happened Uh, then?
0: Two days after I graduated, I was uh, in an interview Mm -hmm. at uh, Tatum Elementary in Farmersville as Coach Page's aide.
1: The most influential person in Adam's support system was Coach Page, who always saw Adam's potential. When Adam graduated, Coach Page had plans for him.
0: I was hired Uh immediately. And um, on July the 3rd, I helped him with a co-student, a uh, graduate, at Lone Star Park. Yes. Uh-huh. He, he helped park cars and, yeah. and all that through their July 4th. said. Yes. And the uh, last time I seen him was about 2 o'clock that morning.
1: But just eight days after they celebrated Adam's massive achievement, tragedy came knocking.
0: Two days later, I was helping at a basketball tournament at the high school. And this other coach... Asked me if I had heard about Coach Page. I'm like, no know what? Well, he went in that, that July 4th and went to the office of Mossad Park, which is actually underground. Uh-huh. And he, he told me good morning, and he had a heart attack.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: And I I immediately went home. I cried. I'm, I'm still not over that to this day. Wow. Uh, he, he was like a dad to me. Yeah. My stepdad was wonderful. He, uh-huh. he was with us 20, 25 years.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But Coach Page was probably more of a father, especially at school right. and in the academic realm, that right. I really needed. Yeah. And he guided me, and wow. I just hope I, I've done him proud. Yeah. Oh, uh, I know
1: you have. <laughs> Adam never forgot Coach Page or his powerful support. Page had stood in as a mentor and even a father figure to Adam and continued to inspire him even after his passing. Coach Page's influence fueled Adam through greater accomplishments and more adversity.
0: I was in P.E. for three, four years, uh-huh. and I was going to school, college, as much as I could to. Right.
1: Uh,
0: and then I moved into the Head Start area to fulfill my academic degree and uh, in 2007 uh, I don't know if you to hear this uh, my my dad had cancer
1: uh-huh.
0: um, and in 2007 at the end of January he died okay. Wow. during spring break my grandma died oh wow um, during that week I had my final certification test I was telling 18 hours just, oh. just to finish in right. that, you know, cause I didn't want to carry three over into the fall. Right. You know, and, uh, I had all A's and one B, but I was, I was blessed by above. I, I was blessed by family and friends and, you know, life is precious. Enjoy every moment. Right. You know, Wow. just enjoy it. Yeah. That was
1: a hard season.
0: It was. It was tough.
1: Do you think that you had more um, more strength because of all that you had experienced in order to to continue on?
0: I believe so. I I believe a lot of what I have gone through has helped me build up right the strength and hopefully the character. Yeah. I, I have, and you know it's it's you know I from. My mom and dad and grandparents, yeah. brother, you know, and just my friends, co-workers. Now, you know, yeah. it's
1: yeah,
0: it's just been magical, and it and it's been a blessing.
1: That's awesome. So, when did you graduate from college? For
0: college in May of two
1: thousand seven. Okay, yes. so you graduated yes, and got your certification. Yes. Okay, and then did you start teaching? I
0: I uh I I was at at our playground. Uh huh. There. Forms, uh, of course it was Head Start Head Start is four and five year olds who aren't quite able to go to kindergarten yet but also those who are very low income need the extra help and support and so we were out at the playground and um, Mrs. Hemby came over who was who used to be a principal at the okay. elementary, came mm-hmm. running over her house is like right behind the elementary school and she came running over and was like Adam have you interviewed in Quinlan?" uh she had been the interim principal calling for maybe a month or two. Okay. And I'm like, no, really hadn't thought. That's kind of far. That's, that's right. about an hour. Right. You know, And I'm like, no, I really hadn't thought. And she said, well, you need to do that. And, you know, I'm, I thought a while. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I was encouraged to come back and be a para again. And I was uh-huh. like, you know, I, I would love to, but, but I would also like to explore my professional opportunities right. now. Right. And uh, I, I interviewed over there, got hired in kindergarten, oh. <laughs> and uh, it, it was a, I believe I taught kindergarten over there three, three or four years, okay. and then I moved up to third grade. Third grade.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then you taught third grade, how many years? Over there, uh-huh.
0: I think three over there. Three over there. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then you came back.
0: Came to Princeton. Full Full (laughs) circle, and I've been there uh, five years. Okay. About to move into a new school. Oh, nice. Um, I'm team lead there.
1: Oh, that's awesome. This upcoming
0: year, and, you know, it's...
1: That's fabulous. And you just finished your master's?
0: Yes, I graduated in December with my master's in educational administration.
1: Adam, who once thought that education was out of his reach, now has his high school diploma, a bachelor's degree, and a master's degree. He moved back to Princeton, the town where he had dropped out of high school, to teach. He is also married and has two wonderful boys. So tell me about your, you have uh, what year did you get married? You've been married for yes, a while. Yes
0: <laughs> for just over 10 years now.
1: Okay, congratulations.
0: Um, thank you. We got married in March,
1: 2009.
0: Okay. Uh, it, it was at the, the chapel at Chestnut Square in McKinney.
1: Okay.
0: Um, her dad was the officiant. Okay. Uh, wonderful family. Her mom and dad are both middle school teachers. Oh. <laughs> She's a programmer, so. Okay. You know It's like, hmm.
1: <laughs> One of these doesn't belong. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and uh, they are wonderful. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: and where did you meet her?
0: Met her through some friends. Okay. And we just seemed to click. And you know, the week after we met was my spring break. Okay. And we were together every day, going to places, going to the zoo, and this and that. And you know, even through that, she, she has been more of a rock. Mm. Not only as a spouse, but just being confident in me mm. to do this. Because another thing on my speech is anytime I, I would go to places, I would not order for my food. I, I would not order for, I would not order, I would not, you know, even Sonic pushing a button, I, I, I don't know if, and I, and I, and I always had that stigma of would I be able to produce that air, produce that wow. sound, just because of. Right all those memories and knowing what had happened before. Um, that's, that's improved quite a bit. That's awesome. Um, and in 2010, we had our oldest, Paxton. Uh, he'll be in third grade with me this year. Oh, yay! Uh, I believe he'll be in my partner's homeroom, so I will have him for math and science. <laughs> and Trenton, another of uh, the redheads, is seven. Okay. And he'll be in second grade. OK.
1: So, and your wife, you take the kids to school, I yes, guess, yes, and she goes to work. Yes. So that's all. Awesome. She comes
0: up once a week and eats oh, with the boys. Not... And...
1: Do you, would you ever have imagined that this is what your life would have been? No.
0: No. Yeah. No. I, I... there are some moms in my family that that are dark there's been a lot of alcoholism
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I know how easily I, I, I probably could have fell into that mm. um, but I always wanted to be better I, mm. I, I always wanted I, I've always been one well, you know what don't tell me I can't mm-hmm. because I will that's awesome. um, it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good that's a good thing
0: and you know it, it was just finally getting the confidence finally seeing and being around people who not only, you know, said, you know, you can, uh-huh. but you will. Wow. And, and that's made a lot of difference.
1: Mm. So do you think that like that, those people just circumstantially, they just were there? Or do you think that you had, that you had a part in that?
0: I think I, I had a bit of maturity. Okay. Especially after going back to school. Okay. Knowing, knowing that, you know, and, and after I re-enrolled and seen, I knew nobody, not even most of the teachers that were there. And I was like, you know, I messed up. You know, I, what am I going to do? I'm going to go out and work at a store. You know, not that I'm knocking that at all, but, you know, I, that's not the life that I, I want. Right. And, you know, I, I believe it was more I, I was helped, but, but I was also, I think finally able to grow up and say, Hey, you know what, you know, not that I've made excuses, but I probably leaned more towards the excuse side, you know?
1: Right. And I think your humility, you know, just being humble and saying, Hey, this is what's up. And I just being able to say, you know, I messed up and I would like to come back. That is, Huge, and we don't have that, that's not real prevalent in our society right. either. People who are will own what they've done. Um, so I that's kudos to you, that's amazing. And I think that probably draws people to you. People like people who are humble, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the arrogant ones were like, Okay, I'm not <laughs> yeah. so sure about that, but <laughs> humility, it's real attractive, so it's a good thing. Okay, what would you tell that 15-year-old boy? Like, if you could talk to your 15-year-old self, what would you tell yourself?
0: Don't lose hope. Mm-hmm. Believe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Accept the help and support mm. that that is offered. That's good. You're not too good to, to ask for it. It's okay to ask for it. Yes. Um, Good. I, I I just want to inspire others yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a quote and it might be weird, but it's a quote by Michael Irvin uh-huh. at his Hall of Fame speech and he said you know and it was almost at the end of it and you know he, he was talking I guess about the help or his father and all that and mm. you know his line was you know if you have a hard times, get up mm. look up you know yeah you know and that, that's you know yeah the help is there but yes. the, the, the love is certainly there that's you awesome. know times times are hard times are, are hard in our society now it's mm-hmm. unfortunate but it's true yeah especially in in school a lot of parents nowadays work jobs and some as long as the children are out of their hair they, they don't care and, and that's sad and these same kids come to school not because they have to, because it's it's a law, but because that they want that that want that love that's not offered. That they want a good meal if that's what school yes. foods qualified at. But yes, still, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. They're hungry in more ways than one. They need nurturing and care that's and ma'am. food yeah. and all those good things. That I think school is an awesome. Um, conduit to show children what life can be like if their life is very dysfunctional because it shows them, this is how we treat people. This is how we speak to people. This is, we eat, you know, these meals at this time. It's order. It's, um, I think it's a really, really good thing. I think our free and public education that we provide as a society is something that always needs to be there. I think it's a good thing. And I think it's awesome that we have people who care as teachers. And I really have found there are no better people on the planet than public school teachers. I mean, it's like people who are in the trenches of our society helping to make a difference. That, um I don't think people understand as as a society. I don't think people even have a clue how much teachers do and how much they uh, pour into the students. Perseverance played a crucial role in Adam's life, and so did people. Without perseverance, he wouldn't even have made it to the 10th grade when he dropped out of high school. Every day was plagued with fear and trouble, but he still pushed through. And perseverance also brought him back to high school at 20 years old. That's when he found the people who loved and encouraged him to achieve great things. Many of these people were educators. Coach Page and Adam's other teachers shaped his life dramatically. We want to thank every educator for their impact on their students' lives. When one out of every five students is getting bullied at school, They look to their teachers for hope and safety. Without the support from Coach Page and others, Adam's story may have been very different. So thank you, teachers, for serving and inspiring the next generation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Caval the Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and that you will subscribe, download, and share this on your social media pages and with your family and friends. If you find yourself in a desperate place, it is our desire that you would be able to borrow hope from those who've gone before you and shared their stories. They have exemplified the meaning of Kavah, learning to wait during difficult times to find an eventual positive outcome. I can't express my gratitude for my head writer, Rebecca Gray, and audio engineer, Meredith Douglas. I would not be able to do this without you. For more information, please visit kavathepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.